Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just got done watching Season 2, Episode 3, titled Virtu e Fortuna. I can confirm uh, that. Virtue of Fortune? Uh, virtue and Fortune. Fortune has a virtue all its own. It does. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Uh... I thought this was a this is a weirdly uneven episode, but I was still engaged because even as I was like, well, I don't care about this or this strikes me as weird. This is a weird conversation to have this. This like Dolores pining after her father is weird, especially since there's like a scene right after this where Maeve and Hector and Lee kind of argue about the reality and reject it. And mm-hmm. uh I, but but as I was thinking that, I'm like, well, this must all mean something. So what does it mean? Yeah. But it feels like a tra- transition connective episode. So I don't think we're going to get those answers definitively, except for maybe at the end of the season. Yeah. I After the first viewing, I'm kind of left underwhelmed. But I, I know on second viewing, there's going to be something to dig into that says, OK, well, maybe this episode is just you know a series of action scenes essentially and not a lot is advanced in the plot and a lot of philosophic riddles in between right they're they're doing something deeper here that i just haven't you know being five minutes after the episode i haven't had a chance to think about yeah i feel like it's a rhyming game it's a comparison game it's like which one of these doesn't belong here you know uh, exactly kind of thing that they're setting up this this contrast it was I think, of course, you know, again, this is the first time I've watched it. This was a one timeline episode. Mm-hmm. Like, this was all essentially kind of current time. Sort of. I mean, it flashes. Oh, no, you're right. It does yeah, flash. Yeah, because you got back. the tiger and then the lady swimming up on the shore. And... Yeah, you're right. That was like current. That's or that's like the first night of or first day after. And, yeah. And then also. But the Bernard leaking brain juice and. That's all kind of. Yeah, of a, of a time. But no, what I'm saying is like the the calf, the the hail stuff, right? That's yeah. like the two weeks later when when she's storming the castle. It has to be shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. It has to be. So there's two timelines. It seems like it. Yeah, but but here's the thing. I think it feels to me like they're telling a much more straightforward story mm-hmm. than the first season. Um, right. Even though they're jumping around in time, the the timelines are jumping around between all serve a purpose to tell a single narrative. Right. Whereas I feel like. The first time we were very much thinking, oh, there are two narratives here that they're telling. Um, and then they were, it turns out they were very tightly joined at the end of the season. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're doing much of that this hmm. time. Yeah. And like, I feel like they're trying to keep the mystery alive by, say, introducing a new character in Raj World. Mm-hmm. That, and like, you got this whole, like, and it was a weird, I, the whole time I'm watching that intro, the cold open, very long cold open, which I felt very detached from because I'm like, I don't. Like, I thought yeah. they'd tell me a story of, like, how a host was going to hoover up someone's semen and personal information. Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm going to prove that you're not a host. But then I'm never going to bother to prove that I am myself not a host. Mm, so I'm like, yeah. well, then she's a host. But then no. Probably not. Yeah. I also hard to tell. another observation I made is I'm feeling pretty good about my Ghost Nation is a third faction that mm-hmm. is trying to hoard, like herd up and protect the humans mm-hmm. because they want us to think that they are menacing these people, but we haven't actually seen them menace anyone. We've yeah. seen them return stubs alive and well, unless he's a host. Unless he's a host, maybe yeah. they're may, maybe they're replace. Are they the they could also be the point men for the underground semen hoovering and data stealing operation. They could like be. Grab yeah. a, they go gra- grab a guest and take him underground, and there you go. 
No. <laughs> so, but they they're a third. They're definitely a third faction. They got their own motives and and. Uh, it does seem like it when they encounter Maeve and Hector and Lee. Yeah. And and they really seem to want to take at least Lee with them. Yeah. Very and insistent. We know about he's him. the only human there. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I could maybe see that. Um, what other observations we have to talk about? Uh, uh, Armistice being back. And, Armistice and being back with... Uh, fully armed, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were debating whether that was like a, you know an ash from the Evil Dead kind of contraption. She yeah. welded a flamethrower on her arm, but no. I enjoyed that. Out of all the action set pieces, the, that one where she set a guard on fire, that's probably the best one. Yeah, it seems like there must be some operation here that can hook a... Uh, it, it, it's weird because in my mind they had moved on from the robotic stuff right like yeah. they didn't actually do robotics anymore they did this milky white uh bath thing that right. made you essentially human yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in form so where did did they just have spare robotics arms laying I don't, around that's, like that's a question i can't answer maybe she forced felix and what's his face to fix her I mean, that's because they were but there. But where do they get those parts is my know. question. Like, if they're not using them in the park act. Like, I was also thinking about when storage. I was seeing Dolores getting shot multiple times. Like, it might be significant that she's one of the old school hosts that has, mm. like, more of a... With the robotic in Yeah, it's like she doesn't yeah. have joints that can blow out and probably a heart that pumps blood. It's like she's she's like a, a T-800 under there. So Could be. You'd yeah. have to hit her in some vital component mm-hmm. to take her out. She's more of, like, a zombie than some of the others although you know that that's uh, that's what i'm talking about some weird shit that i watched let me talk about some of the, let me tell you about some of the weird shit i watched uh dolores betraying these robots that she's already slaughtered and brought back to life mm-hmm. i don't like jonathan tucker like dude why are you mad she can just make these guys stand back up right Yes, she could so, if she wanted to. Like that's like I thought that they were kind of on board with the whole hey, we're going to be a sacrifice, wink wink, but then everyone's taking it seriously like what hmm. what the hell? I just watched these guys got wiped out by with bullets. Yeah. And then she had a technician go bleep bloop and she brought them all back. Did she yeah, kill I, the technician? If so, that makes her kind of dumb. Sure. I, it seems like they have served their purpose, but I don't like I don't know anything about what Dolores is up to now. Yeah. Other than some mission of revenge and Finding this valley beyond, finding glory. You Did know? that feel like eight hundred men to you? Oh God, no! It didn't feel like, felt like about men to me. fifty men. Yeah, fifty men and two dune buggies. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So I understand why Dolores would sacrifice robots that she doesn't care about and robots that she can maybe just have them stand back up at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why the humans are charging into this fortified position uh-huh. with murder robots. No, it's. It was really, Look, it was really I, strange. Really strange. I'm like, what am I supposed to feel here? You're. This is badass. And I, I'm just I don't not gonna understand think about it. how a security team can be so dumb. Yeah. Like, and, and just, I don't. I don't want to complain too much about this because it's a fucking TV show, and it's a one episode. But, yeah. but this is a problem consistently with me that the security personnel in this facility and right. the fucking SWAT team sent in to mop up the carnage. Of an event that mm-hmm. that is a revolt here, yeah, full scale robot does rebellion. not have any kind of reconnaissance at all. Yeah, no, no tactical training whatsoever. Doesn't seem uh, like it. All, all their one go to move is to just bum rush the uh-huh. the, the enemy, and uh, 
It's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. They and were really also chanting when seesaw motor functions. They thought that would protect them. No, I mean, yeah. yeah that shit, and they then, know like, it doesn't. Where's your communication? And like, then I guess the twist was that Catherine Hale just went up from behind them? Right, yeah. So they did. That was the one piece of, you know, strategy. But they sacrificed they so many real, pe- quote unquote, real they people did. to do that. Like, wow. Yeah. Just, I get that the data is important, but like, you know, it does seem like with. With modern weaponry and, like, drone technology and all that, they have an overwhelming advantage. Maybe, like, I I guess if I'm a human member of that team, at what point do I start going, like, fuck this. This isn't worth it. I'm a mercenary, man. I'm getting paid, like, 100K a year or whatever is a decent amount of money in that future. Like, but, uh, like, like 30% of the, we've been decimated. But then, what's your exit strategy there? Like, just a turntail and fucking run, man. Just run, run for the beaches, start swimming. Like, go full on swimming. Go full on Corporal Hicks from Aliens. Game over, man. (laughs) Let's nuke him from orbit. Yeah, yeah. Because guys, again, they're not fighting for a country or loyalty or anything. They're just fighting for a fucking company. Yeah, like if, this if you're is strand. this is uncharted. Nathan Drake just plowing through like thousands of corporate goons, and they're they they still are just laying down their lives by the dozens for Sam Walton or fucking <laughs> Sam you, Walton. yeah for Walmart, you know, uh-huh. essentially. Yeah, and I get the feeling that this is the beginning. That this is still yeah. just the beginning of this rebellion, and that many more humans and hosts are going to lose their lives. Uh, but but I don't know. If Dolores keeps decimating the forces at her disposal, then she'll soon be left with none. I mean, maybe that's what you're supposed to think, that, like, you know, these are guys, these are just paid professionals. They're going to be like, fuck this. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that... So, there are now a lot of bodies. We've seen a lot of bodies a before. A lot of bodies. In, a lot of guests are dead. The flood or whatever it is. By the um, way... I'm imagining a lot of those bodies are going to be Remember those fun there. conversations where we're talking about, like, what's a reasonable time frame for these rich and powerful and well-connected people to be to missing? Be There's a lot of them just dead. Yeah. A lot of them just dead. So I, I hope they copied them and are going to, you know, put them out there because <laughs> we'll there's see. no rescuing the dead people. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk any of the, the, philo- the heavy, like... I got one more question. Hale's okay. neck scan. Mm-hmm. They went up with this kind of like little tuning fork and put it around her neck, and it told her told him they were they that she wasn't a robot. Were they like doing a scan on the? Okay, because here's why I think it's important. Okay, I think that they were scanning for the presence of that cervical explosive. That would make the sense. control disc. It's in every host. Yeah, but we know Maeve doesn't have one. Right, and we know she's wanting to get out of the park. Mm-hmm. And if you can just bum rush these security guys and say, whoa, whoa, tuning fork my neck, then Maeve is home free. Yeah. So I think that's why they told us that. She's going to pass I that I think test. you're right. Yeah, she's All going right. to certainly at least try to. Um, I did some pre-search into the title oh, tonight. Yeah? The uh, uh, Virtue E Fortuna. This is the Instant Talk podcast. You've sullied, or what does she say? I've got a sullied, product. I'm soiled. trying to make it as best as I can. <laughs> That's okay. what Tuesday's for, man. Not, but yeah, this is the shit show I that, can't help it. that happens I can't help right it. after I can't the help show. It. I can't help it to make it more. Uh, so it mean it's it's Machiavelli's 
one of his philosophies about there's two primary forces that motivate men your uh, virtue which is not like what we think about it in terms of like mm. honesty and integrity virtue is like your life skills your accumulated ability to handle shit okay uh, and then fortune which, which is, Lee has none of which exactly yeah. and fortune which is like you know just a random your, your fate luck the things and uh, Machiavelli said you should judge your like success based on how much you actually uh, exert your will and your your skills and your virtues on the world and how much of it do you just passively react to so it does seem like sounds like very Machiavellian very yeah like, like the Dolores like is trying to, to actuate on this stuff and not letting things happen to her and charging forward uh, in contrast to yeah. but it's not even in contrast to Maeve no, there's a not. lot of weird philosoph- uh, philosophy where Dolores is obsessing over her fake father uh-huh. and wants him to be fixed while Maeve and Hector, like Hector rejected his fake love because he realized there were just words in his head and decided to organically love Maeve. But then Lee quotes his lines back but to that, him. But to me, so... that's not, I don't, I don't know whether, I don't know whether the showrunners expect us to think that's definitive. I feel like they do, but in my mind, I quote shit from fiction all the time unironically yeah. it's in you know it's like no here here's he doesn't I, know that he doesn't know his own fucking memories are written by this asshole uh-huh. he's talking about he's 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 grabbing words to describe an emotion he feels and yeah and amazingly no, here's what i think they're doing with that i think right. what they're trying to say and the, the point of basically all of this after right. 10 minutes of thinking about this is <laughs> that the hosts are whatever their desires whatever their beliefs of about themselves they are influenced by being created by us and there's nothing they can do about that and agreed and that all of their all of the things they both desire and fight against right are going to be influenced by the fact by by that fact yeah and lee is displaying that right like he 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 goes and he says okay like you may be off my script right but you're still kind of on my script. Your script is influenced by who I made you as. That's true, but then, like... And you, you can never escape that because it's who you are. But but just because occasionally I think upon a Winston Churchill quote or a fucking Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad quote doesn't mean I'm a robot or I'm programmed. No, I'm but just... it, means, it means that Winston Churchill has had his influence on you. Per- fine, yeah. Uh, and, that, and that he is now a part of how you perceive the world. And maybe that... So, so like the fact that Lee's a big dumbass, but but it's like finding out that <laughs> yeah. your dad is like Homer Simpson, maybe uh-huh, right? Like, cause like, look, yeah, he's had a big, he's 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 got a a big say in what you are. Oh my god, yeah, like a disappointment of your parents. And, and then it's also kind of reflected in, um, like Dolores and Maeve, right? Like Maeve mm-hmm. is setting off on what she views as her own narrative. Uh, Dolores is driven by this lust for revenge um which couldn't like, exist without I still, humans I still, right she does still feel like a very dramatic like there's something yeah, very i'm with you stagey about her and what she's up to like may yeah. feels much may for whatever whatever it's worth feels much more organic than this stuff with teddy although i don't know she's doing some interesting things she's like she's testing teddy's loyalty in this episode um and teddy is proving that he's still trying to loops. trying to like, ride the fence how, how does yeah. he not remember abernathy because he was programmed not to. I mean, I think that's what I think. I think. Um, I think Dolores is kind of growing ir- like like weary of the limit of his limitations. He's still not quite there yet, or maybe well, here's, he's just a better person. Here's what I think happened. I, I think Teddy. Yeah. 
when he got sucked into Ford's narrative, they well here they they replace him right yeah. they take him in they, obviously they have to before this whole party goes down yeah they take him in and they probably reprogram him mm-hmm. so that he doesn't remember peter abernathy because he initially was programmed to know who peter abernathy was yeah, yeah. like dolores daddy talks about her all the time right so if if they programmed him not to well to, they to re- kind of replace him with somebody else yeah they during that party thing NPC. well i think no that they actually uh dolores had a new dad late last season and i think that oh, he, he rec- recognizes he would that recognize that guy as a dad because yes. he's been reprogrammed so it shows replaced I the think asset definitively his, that he is still library. he's not woke he's, he's not, not as woke as she but there's like i think there's all kinds of degrees of you know yeah yeah absolutely making a cognitive leap you know yeah um but Teddy seems to be way behind even someone like Hector. Yeah. I think that's what we're supposed to understand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, but you see what I'm saying? That, like, the tension between Dolores and, and Maeve and, you know, it's like they're, they're, they had a lot of opposites here. Like, her obsessing over her fake dad versus Hector, you know, dismissing his fake love for something genuine. I think that's intentional in what they're playing with. Uh, I think... Yeah. I think that we are going to like get to the chat now. Yeah, we got a lot of people, a yeah, lot of people let's, chatting, uh, let's, so let's, let's do uh, that. Let's drink from the fire hose, as we call it. Holy smoke. Holy smoke, people are talking about it. Hey, everybody. Normally, this is where the podcast would end, would end if you're not a Club Bald Move member, but today, or tonight only, we're giving away the Instant Talk podcast. Just a taste. Just a taste, because, you know, Westworld... Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, we're doing a club promotion where you can go to club.baldmove.com and sign up and get twenty or twenty five percent off the annual membership if you're a new member. It's a promo for new members. You go to club.baldmove.com. It's got the pitch there. You got to use a, a code WW twenty eighteen to get that discount. But it's, uh, it's a discounted rate. And again, here's a little taste of the club action. This is the instant talk where people can use the uh, YouTube live chat interface to ask questions, make comments, etc. Here it is. Michelle says, so is it just me tonight or, or was tonight total filler? I mean, dude, I... what was, wait, wait, hey, we're alt tab hell, alt tab hell. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I, oh, you're trying to mark the track. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we almost got, we got this much better workflow this we week. We need to though. get off this computer for everything except recording. Okay. And get all right. on. All right. I'll, I'll, okay. I can, I can make like that happen. Like your machine. I can make that happen. Okay. Um, I don't think it's filler. I just think. I think there doing, wasn't a lot of advancement on the plot. No, I think it's mostly dwelling on the conceptual stuff. Yeah. It, which may or may not be cool if it builds to something, but. Yeah. I do think that. I don't know. The challenge is how are they going to continue to keep this mystery going and introduce new characters because every new character from this point is just a complication, not a satisfaction, mm-hmm. which is kind of loss syndrome, you know? Like, that's that's the that's the joke that already was made last week about the show being like, oh, another fucking mysterious island that just keeps building right. and building and never... I don't know. I'm not... I don't... I'm, I think that's way premature to pull that ripcord. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there's even a ton of mystery not certainly not as much as there was in season one no um, um but yeah but it's I, just that they do how are they going to keep this interesting while they are setting up what they want to do in the future well i had this realization that last week's episode i kind of really didn't i, I am not digging dolores story at this point i yeah it feels artificial but I, that might be the point it's not even that. Like, I was thinking about, oh, all the scenes that I liked from last week, none of them were Dolores' scenes. Right, well. They yeah. were the man in black. They were um, Lee stuff and Maeve's. Maeve's, right. like, one-second appearance right, in the right. episode. Uh, all the James Dalo stuff. Like, that mm-hmm. was the interesting part to me. And the Dolores revenge tale 
just seemed like filler, like Michelle's saying. Well, that's why I was thinking about, like, I, I feel like maybe something we're supposed to wonder about Teddy is, is he not woke or is he just not the kind of person that sees him being so, seeing shit on and then wants to repay evil with evil? Well, I, there's the reason I say he's not individuals woke. who've been oppressed and re- lead rebellions who then don't just come and kill all the oppressors. Oh, I get that. The reason I say he's not woke is because he doesn't remember. Yeah, yeah, these okay. things. Like Dolores right. has full access to all of her memories across the spectrum. Teddy doesn't seem to. So, uh, these uh, DS Ganster wants to know: uh, Do you guys? What do you guys even call the India-based world? India world? I think it's Raj world is the official Raj world. Yeah. Was that on something? Or? Uh, it was, yeah, it was on. It was on some kind of uh, the ARG game, or it was like on a hmm. someone okay. freeze frame something, and it said Raj World. But I don't know. We saw, and we also got a little bit of a Samurai World yes. invading. Yeah, uh, and they're able to manipulate the weather. Something we learned this. this yeah, episode. I wonder how they're doing that. Yeah, and, and little because the segment, like the other thing, was kind of cool about the Raj World sequence. Even though I didn't give a shit about that lady or what happened to her, and I thought the Tiger CGI was kind of eh really eh if I'm being honest um, and also I wish they hadn't showed a tiger in a preview so I wouldn't be like oh well where's the tiger where's the tiger mm-hmm. uh, animal growl animal growl yep here comes the subtitle animal growl um, <laughs> it showed us the, the the boundary between the park and how that kind of works I mm-hmm. thought that was kind of neat in a like the T-Rex's padlock is open kind yeah. of there is nothing really other than their logic rules that separates the park yeah um, and it seems like maybe if they had control of the host there would be some hosts that get in the way perhaps like yeah. you could send in you know uh i don't know a herd of giraffes right let's get a let's get a stampede of giraffes along the border right right uh chris g says so girl from park six indie world is with ghost nation she has to be someone important william's daughter perhaps uh-huh that's maybe. interesting. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll have to. You know what's going to happen? People are going to compare hair colors and eye colors and eyebrow shapes and all that kind of stuff. And and there'll be a ton of YouTube videos saying daughter confirmed and <laughs> right. daughter unconfirmed, and we'll see who wins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do know that it was about twenty years. At, this is about twenty years after the scene where we see his daughter. Yeah, yeah. So it could be Kevin R. Did Bernard get downloaded off all the info off of P- uh, Peter? It looked like he had access to it. Certainly but what did. he does before they all bum rush in there and steal it, I don't know. Because also yeah. Bernard's in a bad way. Yeah, it's all uh, shaky. Clementine is Clementine is terrifying in this episode. She's wow. like a a really horrifying zombie. Yeah, she has like this dead eye badass zombie thing going with like a little herky jerky motion maybe that I'd really dug. Yep. Um, Brian S. I'm just glad Armistice is back. Flamethrower Armistice was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's fucked up. Uh, the Ganziger said, you know, it's her notebook. It is a similar symbol to the key code symbol in Abernathy. Hmm. So the double hex gun? Is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the other thing. When she opened that book, I'm like, oh, fuck you, double hexagon, yeah. random numbers and different <laughs> colors and font. Like, fuck... No, fuck... Yeah, someone's going to decode... just creamed its pants. Someone's going to yeah. decode that, and it's going to be Jonathan Nolan's penis size in centimeters. <laughs> I'm not saying it's small. I'm just saying he measures it scientifically in centimeters. Sure, He's not yeah. a fucking imperial inch philistine okay <laughs> he just made it might be 20 30 i don't even know how many that is 40, 40 centimeters long yeah yeah it's it's that it's, large it's, or small yeah it's, it's, it could be i'm just saying he measures it in centimeters uh let's see um <laughs> michelle said when he asked her what she was doing there and she said hunting he asked bingles and she just gave him a look i wonder if she's searching for the man in black 
Hmm. I that don't. must be that that must be first part of the episode stuff. She's in the wrong park to be searching for the man in black. Yeah. Bingles, man yeah, and Bingle. I don't know about that theorizing. Man and man and Bingle. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh let's see. Um Yep. Uh let's see. What is exactly exactly that Lee dug up in the snow at the end? Oh, it looked like it was the head of a samurai warrior. Yeah. Uh, is what it looked like. Um, but, like, he, he he comes running in like this is the shittiest hand of cards he's ever been dealt. But, like, yeah. you got guns. And you're in Shogun World. They don't have those. It seems like you have the advantage. Gregory Z, or uh, Goller Z says, Does anyone know if there's a contemporary song being played in the beginning of the episode of the young man speaking to the young woman? I don't think so. I think it was supposed to be, like, West... India-flavored Westworld music. Yeah, which just means a sitar and a couple of drums to I mean, them, I guess. That, but there's, whatever. like, I mean, all of the environments that Westworld has in it, I would say, would, would be, quote-unquote, problematic to a modern mind. Like, you've got mm. fucking, you know, strife with what? Indians and all this other stuff, and there's whores in town, and then on Raj World, there's, like, it's colonial times, and... I, but yeah, there's like all kinds of weird, and I, and I thought that the music was kind of weirdly, yeah, like that, like like a, a like a rejected piece from the Aladdin video game on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> okay, yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Uh, spoiler alert: that's history. Like history is full of shit that just makes you cringe. But do you have to do a fakey kind of Indian like Westworld theme for it? I mean, to, to, unless to you're going to Feature it? World. Oh, oh no. That's what I'm saying. Like, the show's sensibilities is of ours. Like, you know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I agree, Michelle. That woman, that woman would be eaten by that tiger. She did not. Yeah. You cannot just briskly walk down Broken Rock. That, that, also, that. I mean, getting hit by the, t- that the tiger was li- body. You don't know what Cornerstone is is tearing, tethering that that tiger to reality. Maybe its most important thing is to like really drag out the hunt. It's playing with its food. It you know, that, that tiger yeah. was known in the park for being like you know he just kind of like he likes to bat you around <laughs> between his paws for a bit or her paws. I can't imagine what it's like to get hit by a rushing tiger. Like whether it's dead oh, and it doesn't scratch God. you or not, like that's there was that's a linebacker times there, two. There was a picture on Reddit that was striking this morning, going on, at fifty miles an hour, where it's like two the tigers like charging each other, and you could just see like the back of one and then like the paws of the other one coming out with like the giant. And I'm like, they're just so fucking muscular, man. Yeah. I think that would have broken her in half. Yeah, like, and then and she the survived fall. the the Harrison Ford Memorial yeah. fugitive dive. She's a host. She's know. a host. Maybe Gotta be a host. I, it would not surprise me if she's the who's the oh, fucking yeah. host. I'm calling because it now. She why? Why didn't the dude shoot her? Because it would have worked. Like if I'm like, no, why. really, I don't want to get shot. I don't. I'm not. I don't care about boning you that. But and then she shot me. I'm shooting her. Yeah. I'm shooting her right on her titty. <laughs> oh, it's just gonna sting, huh? Kaplow. Uh-huh. No, I guess we're both human now. But I bet it blown a hole right through. Yeah. She's a host. She's a host. Gotta she's be host. confirmed. She's a host. I'm making my YouTube video tomorrow. Um, I mean, so uh, Goller's saying, I'm not sure how big a drop that was. It was a significant drop. Significant. 100 plus feet. Probably 150 feet. 
Oof. Uncontrolled I don't know. I fall off there. I don't know. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. Plus, it wasn't a straight drop in the water. Yeah. There was fucking broken rocks and a shoreline and all kinds of crazy stuff. She threw a hammer down first. Broke the water tension. Um, surface tension. Oh, Brian S. is saying that it was a Seven Nation Army by White Flag or something like that. Seven Nation Army by Jack the Whites. Okay. The White Stripes. No, uh, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't, it definitely I didn't wasn't that. that. I would have recognized Seven Nation Army, the song. I think he's okay. I thought so. I thought they Seven were Nation Army, the band, the Indian music. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, now we're just caught up to live stuff. Holy moly! Um, let's see. What are they going? Um, let's see, Cody O B. Also interesting. Bernard is already struggling badly. Seems much worse now than when we saw him wake up in a beach. Yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Bernard, well, do I? Do it's I? It's a hot sun. He was in the water before. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, do we talk about theories and speculation in this on the instant talk? I talk about whatever the audience wants to talk about. Yeah, that's how I we just, do it. I just feel like uh, Bernard. I don't know. Like, like I'm just thinking of everything we saw in the trailer. Bernard having multiple bodies. The fact that brains can be taken and put in other bodies. Bernard, someone's going to be driving a Bernard suit before the season's <laughs> over. It's Clem. And Bernard's going to get an upgrade. He's going to get an upgraded non-brain leaking fluid mm-hmm. body. You've marked it. You've heard it here first, uh, probably. So, uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, so someone is suggesting that the Isabel character is intact. It just transferred to Maeve. I, man, I, I don't know because like, how many? So I, I and you're in, in everyone, everyone in chat. Think about your dating experience. How many times have you dated the similar type of person? Like, it's a thing, right? Does that conclusive proof that he's on a fucking script? That he saw a cinema, like he was programmed to love a person, a particular type of woman, and here's another woman of this type. Is his love artificial? Like, I mean, there's a saying that somebody has a type for I mean, a reason. Maybe people have dated just completely wildly unique people. They just like that's like the thing. Like you know, they just yeah. they just spin the fucking wheel. But like, I feel like people have certain type, and maybe mm-hmm. we haven't seen Isabel. We just know that he's programmed to love her and he's rejected her. I think that's significant. Um, but then, then again, like. I'm not sure I would agree. Here's the thing that's starting to bother me. I'm not sure I would agree with Jonathan and Lisa's definition of what real and people and human and, and human and conscious are. Like, I guess there's I, I don't know with this Dolores stuff versus Maeve. I'm not sure what they're trying to say. You know, maybe they're saying both of those are valid ways to live. Yeah, I think. That could be like just because someone's deluded or in a cult doesn't mm-hmm. make them any less human, or just right. because they are acting on bad information or have motives that are not based on any kind of that shit happens in the real world too. It doesn't mean people are robots; it just yeah. means they're confused mm-hmm. and acting suboptimally. That's kind of the definition of human, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it really I feel is going to come down to what is Ford's game this time. You know, like once we start to get clues on what the door probably is. Yeah. Then I think Dolores's plot will come into better focus. But for now, it honestly is hard for me to really watch. Um, let's see. Uh, people are making fun of the way Lee runs, which is completely oh, come valid. On. Completely valid. Come on, there's nothing absurd or ridiculous about that man. Uh, nothing whatsoever. Let's see. Or pathetic. 
Uh, Alex PG says maybe it's uh, the Tigers' cornerstone is playing on the PGI tour. PGA tour. Hey yo, or chasing cocktail waitresses. Hey yo, or I don't know. There's all kinds of all kinds of tiger jokes you can make there. Ah, uh, 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 a lot of. Oh man, we got some. So a lot of people send Seven Nation Army. Uh, Goller is uh, Goller is throwing in uh, too close by Alex Clare, the Microsoft Windows Seven song. Isn't that what that is? I've never heard of that one. But seven, really, I missed Seven Nation Army. I must not have been paying attention. I don't know. In the early goings. I don't know. It was also like um, <laughs> the season. I mean, I'm going to just real behind the scenes ball move stuff here. Uh, the seasons have changed. Uh, yes. The This building that we're in like has automated air conditioning systems. And apparently they shut off on Sunday night. We need to get with we need to get with headquarters and make sure they fix that. I'm pretty sure the hosts are loose. The hosts are loose. So we had a bunch of <laughs> fans. We had a bunch of fans going blowing us because we were down. sweating balls in the theater today, man. Yeah, it's brutal. So maybe like you know we we were we had the subtitles on and we had the thing cranked, but we oh, we couldn't hear Seven Nation. We couldn't hear the durr, 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 over the <laughs> in our ears. So. No, all I heard was the. But your brain in- juice can't get too hot. If it does, it starts boiling, leaking out your ears, and I'm pretty sure that's true of humans as well. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We gotta, we gotta keep, we gotta keep it cool in here. Uh, all right, so let's see. I'm gonna take one, a couple more questions. Looks like things are dying down. Uh, Goller Z says, in the very first, in the very first, pre- in the very first preview, the tiger that Bernard sees washed up on the beach looked like a thylacine or Tasmanian tiger. What kind of world mm. would that look like, or is it just a Bengal? I couldn't tell you sure a, Bengal, just a Bengal or a Tasmanian tiger from a Bengal. Wait, is Tasmanian tiger? That's like Taz, like from the Warner Brothers cartoon. Uh huh. Well, because yeah, those Tasmanian things, Tasman- no, that's, that's like, a Tasmanian devil. Okay. They spin around like you wouldn't believe. I don't. I don't know <laughs> that, what a Tasmanian thing, tiger. No, looks it was like. definitely a Bengal tiger. Because if not, it would have been a whirlwind that we couldn't actually see to the center of <laughs> no the paws Tasman- would have been flying no, out the no that's a tasmanian devil and they look very it different is, from the yeah. tiger i don't want a tasmanian tiger no, is, I, is it I mean this episode clearly links like yeah. the tiger who's washed up on shore with tiger we saw yes and they're the same fucking tiger and, and they call them bangles like i yeah they're absolutely bangles yeah and they're playing unless this is part of ford's door and they're playing fake indian music it's like open yeah. and shut case I don't know. But then again, Lee thought they were in Klondike land, and they apparently have wandered into Samurai land. Yeah. Uh, I bet that feels wild, like walking across that border and just suddenly it's cold. Mm -hmm. It's like like walking into a massive cold front. Uh, All right, guys. Thank you for joining us for Instant Talk. Thanks for the great questions and comments. Uh, We'll be back next week for more Instant Talk. Uh, on Sunday night and another Instant Take podcast. Uh, We'll be back Tuesday for our full full analysis. Join us then. Thanks again. Thanks for joining the club. Thanks for being with us. See you later. Bye-bye.